I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Coming up, part two is Mike and I kind of tackle what's the practical solutions for. Uh, well, how do you st- how do we how we, how do we how do we be better? Yeah, right. How do we get in the solutions oriented business with some practical applications on on what it would look like? You got to take some self inventory and have some hard conversations. Respect. Sometimes it's with yourself. Yes, for sure. Right? Yeah, and we won't think tough conversations with others you. and yourself. And yeah, we won't think you're weird if I just happen to see you. Saying, hey, self? (laughs) I actually encourage it. Take a listen. Part two coming up. I was just talking to one of these these parents this morning that does a lot of work with the Empire and Crews at the youth level. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, um, he said, much respect to the work that you do on your radio show, but more importantly, having the wherewithal to open your heart and allowing people to see you. The show has morphed into Beyond Entertainment. I, I personally, um, I, I, he said, I personally am intrigued by this officiating talk. Um, you sports and what it's morphed into has become very, very difficult mm-hmm. for us to umpire and officiate. Um, he said, um, what they try to do is he's got these meetings and what he's, what he has to have with some of these parents. And he said, he's trying a twofold, a two prong approach. Number one, because so many of his umpires are young, mm-hmm. right? Um, teenagers, 17, yeah. 18, yeah. 19 to have a rules meeting with the prospective coaches, Coaches, in turn, talk to players. They can or cannot invite the umpires in uh, as part of the the roundtables discussion, mm-hmm. but it is encouraged. Right. Right? How come you think – and maybe it's easy to do at that level, but I do see it even at the high school level where I'll, I'll see officials try to talk to the coaches in hopes that the coaches will talk to the players. But right. a lot of times it happens in-game, right? Yeah, oh yeah. You can see how – they're 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 how they're calling carries or block charges or or you know if they're allowing what kind of pre-snap motion right. in football or just how tightly holding is being whatever it is you kind of can get a sense how come you think with like rules meetings and a lot of times you'll get like what the new rules are right or the just areas like, of focus or, or emphasis right emphasis yeah 
Or just you you take time for coaches, players, and officials. To, like I would invite, like if I was a head, like one of the things I would do is I would invite officials in. Oh, yeah. And I would do it a, at least a couple of times a season. Right. Right. Just, hey, where are we? You guys have any questions, concerns? And maybe do it in like large groups. But why do you think more people don't try to educate the masses on what the actual rules are and what the calls are going to be and what they look like. Like, uh, hey, this is a travel for a Euro step. This is not. <laughs> this is allowed for dribbling right. the basketball. This is not. Like my favorite. Do they <laughs> do they put that on coaches? Uh, I think so, but there just is no education of the pub general public parents, you know, mm. fans. There isn't any of it. And that's actually a really good idea is to just have have an officials meeting with like parents officials meeting, bring in an official and then parents can just go at it, not go at it. Right. But, it, but, but it, and get questions answered and talk about it and all of that. It, Cause it's disarming, right? Right. Yeah. You, you feel like you've been heard and at least you're operating in the know. And they might not like, they don't know that person. Right. So then if you don't know someone, you can, Yell and Yell, scream say, and you whatever. Can, you yeah. can say whatever because right. you don't have a relationship. You don't know them, right? Yeah. But if you actually maybe know like that person a little bit or have spoken with them before, you're up to calm down, yeah. like or not be as aggressive. Yeah, now, he, he said, "I'm on the Empire's blank, and I'm not going to say for yeah. what." Uh, he says, "The big thing that we focus on is educating the coaches and holding them responsible for their fans." Mm-hmm. How about this? Yeah, that's. He said, we use 12 to 18-year-old kids um, that have had a lot of success in terms of getting kids into the profession. It's kind of helped us grow the umpiring program. It's a real problem, though, and education is a big part of our program. I said, that's a pretty good approach. I said, we just... Um, he said, at our meet-and-greet coaches events, I'm going to do a presentation on how to interact with officials. Right. Meaning, hey, if I've got a question... And it's one of the things that Coach Frank would always do, right? He was really big on making sure, like, sideline protocols. Yeah, it's a thing. And, yeah. and a lot of that is just his personality right. as a person and kind of how he is. But it definitely was modeled behavior. Mm-hmm. And sometimes after the game, and, and obviously having been a head coach for so long and knowing some of the officials, you know what you can say and you can't mm-hmm. say, right? You know, hey, listen, if it's – you know, if it's official X, you could probably listen. Get away with yeah. more. Like, yeah. you know, I would say this, you know, I was like, hey, you know, if it's like Chris Frank, I mean, you, you better be a little lighthearted. Just don't right. don't be condescending and right. just, you know, ask the questions. He'll he'll more yeah. than explain it. And that's, that's he'll, he'll great. More, right. Yes. Or, you know, Arvin or, or any of these guys. Yeah. Right. It's like, but the minute you start to and, and. You know they have to have some pay, they have to have some thick skin too. Right, sometimes yeah. in the heat of the moment, you probably you may have a delivery style that Isn't may not it? be yeah. textbook. Yeah. But again, it, we're talking about things that just boil down to respect and communication, which are two fundamental things that sometimes as people, man, do we struggle with? No, yeah. We we want it, right? But why can why are we so reluctant to want to give it? Because I I think. Part of that, too, is people don't like the truth. <laughs> well, people will tell you that you're true. Like, yeah. it's hard to talk in absolutes. So, what? like, what do you mean? Like, people people don't like um, 
being told they're wrong because we never are told we're wrong. And usually if you're told you're wrong, you, there's a punishment mm -hmm. that goes with it because that's how we parent. Everyone does. I haven't met anyone that doesn't. <laughs> if you do, um, I'm free for suggestions. Uh, so I think there's people don't want the punishment part of it. So when they're told they're wrong or, or messed up or yelled at or something, there's always, there's the aggression part that comes out and that's probably not okay. Yeah. There's a way about going, there's a way about doing things where you can be a little more, you can be very candid but as long as you do it in a respectful way, there there won't be, you know, the flag won't be called or a technical foul won't be called or whatever. That's hard to do for people, especially in a sports environment, because we're talking about, you know, like it's competitive. It's competition. Sports are competition. So there's that aggression and and want to win and and again competitiveness that shines and you you want to win because if you work hard for something, you spend all this time, you, you know, and you feel like you're being slighted or cheated or whatever it is, then you're going to probably have an opinion. But I will say like more and more officials, I see them all the time. Like last night was a game. There was a call that probably went uh, the high wrong school. Way. Yeah. High school game probably went the wrong way. Okay. And the official came over, explained it. It didn't change the fact that the coach wasn't very happy and the parents and stands behind him weren't very happy, but he actually like took the, a second to explain it. I think if there's just that open line of communication, then it kind of, it'll calm it maybe a little bit more versus if it's just ignored by the official referee, then it'll be, then it kind of just adds a little more extra to it. Yeah. Um, which isn't great. So, okay. So in that, in that environment last night, um, you felt like the call should have gone the other way. And we've, we watched right, so many I do, games, yeah. man. Jacob and I were just talking Monday. All the yeah. hours we spent in the gym watching this stuff is crazy, but, right. um, I do feel like it was the, you know, missed the call. How was the crowd? Oh, they were on it. Like At standing like, up yelling. I meant the, like the delivery, like. Was it in? Was it like venom, or was it just? No, like, it's venom. Yeah, really? it was really. Yeah, oh yeah. He said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." It was like, and was, I and I know where you were because you were at the wrong college. Yeah, game. yeah. It was it was a lot. It was uh, yelling, hmm. like not one person. Right, it was a lot. So, do you think the whole "what's the desired outcome" thing? Like, what if they just say, "I want to share"? I just want to. I just feel like. Want <laughs> talking reckless, right? Like, yeah, I mean, but then it makes you. I just don't. I did. Now it's it's so odd for me because I'm getting to the point. You know, I, I will get to the point with my kids where I'm going to go to sporting events, maybe or something, and I'll have I'll, I'll I'll have a rooting interest, right? Like I will. Right now, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I could care less who wins every game I go to, which is well, not every, probably about ninety five percent. I could care less, and it's so it's hard for me to not feel that like passion. Yeah, 
it's just I, I don't understand that part because I've never really lived that part. You know, yeah. Like I, unless it's because you're covering it objectively, right? Ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, people. Right? Yeah, and like, you know, the other now your daughter starballing or hooping or whatever. Yeah, it's different. Then, then it'll be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> then crazy, then crazy Mike comes yeah. back. Well, hopefully not. Wait, um, what do you mean she? You're cutting her off because she's only scored seven goals. <laughs> yeah, what is going on? Why are we not? And I was that way. Like we're talking YMCA soccer, and there would be oh, times early, where, where I'm standing in the back, like, and my wife is like, "You need to not." You're, Wait, she was she's five four, years, four years old. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, why are you not running? Run, go, run faster!" Like yelling, like loud, and my wife would be like tap me on the leg or something or be like you need to go stand over there <laughs> go to your room yeah and so i just like stand in the corner in the back so it'll be it'll be different here i am like railing against people that do that and i do no it but we're on we're pretty honest like yeah. i've been asked to leave a gym before oh so yeah i know this first I, time I, I've, I've seen that happen actually yeah which you. was and it was totally <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy i'm i don't feel like i earned it yeah <laughs> well I, mean, I, I don't. And and so here's the funny thing about that. When when the people from UBT asked me to leave, it was so the one director was sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. Stacy came over after. She has the best relationship with me, Veith. And she was like, hey, listen. She's like, just help me out. You know, my boss over here said he saw the whole thing. I, I just don't think they're going to start this game. I'm not going to ask you to leave, but you do have to go stand over by the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not one cuss word. I didn't raise my voice. During the timeout, you know, the father-son tandem, they went and talked. Right. He came over to me in the corner. That's when the exchange started, yeah. right? Like, there's a void. Of, there's avoidance that you could, like that ref could have gone to the other side and just to, or not know, for come over. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, re, they need to be a little. And, more. and he, we had a great conversation after. Now this took like two months because it was tense, and I felt yeah. like. You felt some type I'm of like, way. man, I can't believe it came to that. And I actually lost an endorsement because of it. Mm. Like one of our reps over at, at the business, you know, um, it's a clothing company. And they're mm. like, hey, you know, the ad agency was like, hey, man, did you hear DB got asked to leave? Like, ooh, I don't know about that. Can't That's do that. That's not a good yeah. look. And I was like, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm like raising my hand, right? Like, really, can we just walk through what really yeah. happened? And so I was pretty upset for the next couple of months um, at him. But when then I saw him in the gym, and he was cool. He was like, hey, man, you know, I just want to apologize. You know, when your kids are involved sometimes, you're not thinking with a clear mind. And, right. I, shouldn't have done. and I just was like, hey, I, I don't even know. I can't even be honest enough to say if I said I'm sorry. Because you probably. <laughs> I, because what he said, I said I didn't say. So yeah. I, could, I wasn't going to apologize for that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't even know if I I think I said, hey, you know what? I I think I said something to the effect of I own me too. Yeah. And, that, right? and that's what people want to hear. Like, it's, I had a very difficult and it, conversation. And it, and, it was, and it was fine. But, like, I, I just felt like that thing was birthed out of respect. Yeah. Having those difficult conversations like that are it just, it's growth, right? Like, it's just, again, self-awareness. That you you maybe made a mistake, you own it, or you apologize for your side of it, yeah. and it's just 
being very honest again, candor is a word that I'll use again. (laughs) um, You've been in your thesaurus and, and using like, I don't know, like holding yourself accountable to accountability on both ends. Like, I just don't think we're very comfortable with that. We're not, but I had this conversation about a month and a half ago. I had I had a, to have a difficult conversation that both of us were avoid that two people were avoiding. Oh, really? Me included, okay. having. Okay. But I'm like, you know what? It's time. Like, we need to talk about this. And this is what happened. And this is why it happened. And hey, you know what? I own my I own my part. Like, I should have. The conversation started. Hey, you know what? I should have done this better. That's on me. I I messed up. I should have done this better. Mm -hmm. And I apologize for not doing my, you know, living up to my Who initiated the conversation? Me. Yeah, because I just felt like it needed to. This is the new kind of. I needed the. (laughs) The new, more mature. Yeah, I needed needed it off my chest. Like, I needed to have the conversation. And it was. Who was carrying around the bulk of ill will? I you, think you were her or him. Uh, I think both. Yeah, like I could just feel the tension. Yeah, because sometimes we had seen cause some, each other. Yeah, because sometimes that's know. a lousy feeling, right? Like when you harbor this ill will for somebody, or you're really mad at them. Yeah, and they may not be there yet, or maybe they are. It's just giving somebody that much power over your emotions. It's. I always tell people, man. It's. I've said this before. It's like you swallowing the cyanide, mm-hmm. and hoping the other person dies. Yeah, <laughs> like. Makes sense. Well, like, why do we do that? I don't know. The conversation turned out to be really good. It was like, hey, all right, like, we probably won't do this ever again, Mm -hmm. and I, we both understand that. But it also is, we both kind of admitted some faults, and hey, how can we, you know, make our relationship better. Okay, let me stay with this just for a second. Did the mutual agreeing of ownership matter? Yeah. Because a lot of times in conflict resolution, it does. And if I think if you want to be successful, sometimes you have to be willing to know that that may not happen. Yeah, we... Sometimes you just got to own you, and maybe they will or won't, and you got to keep it pushing. And that was my, and that was my, like, in my initial conversation, like, thought before the conversation, hey, I'm going to approach this head on. I need to, need to get it off my chest and my personal, like, just out of my mind. And I needed to have a very open and honest conversation. And I felt like going into it, I'm going to admit what I should have done better or like hold myself accountable, have self-awareness, all those things. And if they do, great. If they don't, at least I told them my Okay, so you didn't go in with that expectation. No, it was very like if at least they know the whole story and where it's coming from versus where I'm coming from and what I could have done better and should have and how I'm feeling about this situation versus them just thinking how I feel a certain way. How fine a line is it for you to validate someone else's feelings, like the way that they feel, if you feel like... Can can somebody's feelings be right or wrong when they want to be validated for them? Because most of our decisions, right, either come out of either wanting to be validated or wanting to be liked. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because sometimes people will say, 
well, I'll use myself as an example, man. I like I could be perceived as sensitive about, I don't know, something somebody said to me. Just because I feel that way doesn't mean that it was it was the correct way to feel or it was actually what went on. But people always want to say, well, I have th- those are my feelings. And I'm like, OK, well, what was it birthed from? And, and, and well, feelings are opinion. Two different things. So well, it's you know the, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. So, but but I think we I think we we mix those up because it's yes. like, wait, well, hey, man, I felt disrespected, and somebody's like, well, that wasn't my intent. I didn't I didn't want to. I don't I don't mean to dis. I didn't mean to disrespect you. This 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 and this. Or right. maybe they don't say much of anything because they just feel like, hey, my, I didn't intend to disrespect. Like, yeah. do I need that the fact that I felt disrespected? Do I need that acknowledged? No. Sometimes I feel like I do, but it's not. It's not always healthy. You shouldn't. I mean, hey for man, me, I need you to tell me that. Yeah, you could see where that was disrespectful. <laughs> I, I know for me, like if I feel disrespected, it's just motivating. Yeah, well, not everybody's wired like that. <laughs> I know, but that's just how. I'll I, show you. That's kind of the a little bit, but I need. I need to. Oh, not, you Tom Brady or somebody? I need to not do. That. Don't say that name. Well, but I mean, that's the story he tw- tells in route to seven Super Bowls. It was the level of disrespect. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh, Go ahead, do your guy. thing, Jets fan. My yeah, bad. New York Jets. If this oh. if this was a football show, it'd be different. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I. But it that also only gets you if you feel disrespected and you're angry and you're going to be like, "I'll show you." That's not long term. Yeah. I agree. That's short term. It's hard to it's hard to have long term sustainability with a negative catalyst, right? Like I, because at some point it, it, you know the 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 catalyst goes away. I felt that way. Like I'm serious. Like I, hey, guess what? It's been a year, and um, well, let's just count them up. It's been a year. It's been. 15 months. God, I want to know who this is. This is great. No, it's been 15 months since I got a phone call at 10 a.m. on a Monday saying, hey, we don't have room for you anymore. Mm, I'm getting a little warmer here. (laughs) And I was, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. Like, that was my initial conversation. Like, it's the mental thought, like, you know, I'll I'll prove you I'll I'll show you yep, where you made you, a mistake. You made a mistake. I'll show like that only gets you so far, man. Yeah, because like, at some point you had to have the conversation with, with your yourself. wife and yourself, yeah. and she's like, "Hey, man, what are we doing here?" Yeah, and you're gonna say to myself, "Yourself, hey, man, what am I doing here?" Right. I'm burning yeah. it at both ends. Right. What's the desired outcome? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and if I that. It is motivating, and it still is at times where I think about that. I'm like, okay, all right, like oh. I'll show you. I, like I can make it. I'm doing it on my own, whatever. All this stuff, but it's, and I still don't even say the name. I'm weird. Like, not that's not oh, weird. People do that. Really? Yeah, people do that, and I'll I'll still say, oh, the all other, right, name name upcoming will be revealed. The on the next other podcast. Pl- <laughs> the other place, right? Like I always say, the other place. Yeah. I've said that on your radio show. I've uh-huh. said, "Hey, yeah, the other see, place." I say I was that. At. The, I see. I do stuff like that, and it's not intentional, right? Everybody had a problem with Frost 
last week at his press conference when he didn't say Adrian Martinez yeah, by name. Not like, there anymore. It, like, you know how many times I've done that and it's not ill will? I, I'd say, um, not my other co-host, but because sometimes, you know, if it was yeah. severe, I'd just say severe. But sometimes I'd say, you know, my, my old boss or right. or my, like, sometimes you just don't give it a name because it's not that important to the grand scheme of the story. Right. And it's sometimes it's not. Yeah. But other times you intentionally do it. And it's like, okay, it could be a baby. Like, get over it. It's fine. Everyone can he figure said it out. I don't say their name. People can figure it out, right? <laughs> so, but it's, it's, I don't hate the people that work there. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually, frankly, like, I have a lot of friends that work there. And I have a lot of, I still talk to everybody. Like, it's, it's great. Like, and I have major respect for a lot of people that are there. Now, the people that made the decisions, I don't know. That's a little different. But, that only got me like the first month yeah. of like, you know, month, month zero through two was probably, oh, I'm going to show you. And then someone had to smack me in the face. I don't remember who it was. I think it was probably Taylor Siebert, who we should maybe have him on here because he's doing some great things. Right Is he? Now. Okay. Yeah, we can do but that. he said he I, I'm pretty sure he had the conversation with me that was like, hey this is only going to take you so far. Like, this isn't the long term. Like, if you want to do this for a long time. Yeah, that's that carrying around poison, right? Right. Like, if you want to do this for a long time, you need to, like, move on from this. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, so. So is the, is the moral but, of this? Is but, 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 let me say a but here. <laughs> but, 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 but. Every, but, but. every day on that exact Monday. I will let it be known <laughs> that this happened to me however many years ago. Because uh. because for me, it's like therapeutic, I think. Okay. Which is just like, okay, I need to still, you know, kind of, I, w- I will always kind of carry that. It's also just how I'm wired. Like, it's just, that's at the core of, I mean, if anyone's ever seen me, I don't look like you. I wasn't, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, built yeah. that way, right? Yeah, yeah. But I played sports all through high school. Like, I was decently athletic. I ended up running track in college before I made mistakes and got and quit, basically, because it was on me. Okay. But, like, people don't look at me and be like, oh, yeah, that guy's an athlete <laughs> or was at some point. And, I always was the smallest in everything. Like, so I've always had that, like, not Napoleon complex, but I've always had that in me to, like, oh, I'll show you I can do this. I'm going to work harder than you, all that, all of those things. And now it's, you can't live your life like that. So, so, but you can still have it in you because if you, if I, I feel like if I take that away, it'll take the competitiveness um, and, and the tenacity. You're just, about, you're just talking about managing your edge. Yeah. And, and the tenacity part. Not to be consumed by it, but right. to know it exists. Right. You still need to be tenacious. So, let me ask you this at the end of the day, because this kind of started with treating people better and this right. whole officiating yes. thing. And right. We so we don't we don't have an in your we don't have an official shortage as much as we have are respecting other people's shortage. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Could there be some that's sort my, of that's my opinion. I'm kind of with you. Like you I think if we treat if I think 
I'm kind of with you. How about like you know for a fifth grade basketball game on a Sunday, realize that hey that official or that person, they probably have kids. They're probably they're doing this. Yes, they're getting paid, but like they're doing this. This is not a full time job for these people. Like they'd probably rather be somewhere else. Mm. We with ju- their with their children, one of our organization just got a group email um, from our director saying um, that a parent complained about this. Now this was parents on parents; it wasn't right parents to an official. But you can only imagine how the game is probably yeah. going in terms of of that aspect, where there was there's a standard to uphold, and please remember like where you're at and why we're doing this. And I felt like that's the first time. Maybe since I've been with the organization, which and I have been since my kids have been playing, mm. that I've ever seen one of those memos come from the director. They're and saying, I bet, and yeah. I bet you it would have. I, I bet you it'll have an impact. Yeah, it should, because he talked about the name associated with the program and what it means and um, the expectation level to just be good people. And I was like, well, that's kind of deep. Like we've never really <laughs> yeah. got into. No, I'm serious, yeah. right? Like. Because you're always afraid to offend somebody. Well, I paid such and such, or I'm on a, and yeah. uh, To the best of my knowledge, nobody said a word about that email, and I felt like it'll probably go a long ways. Yeah. It, and it's like, you know, you almost wish, because I bet you tomorrow, if there was some binding pact that we had to agree to that we would treat people better, you'd have 300 people... Wanting to be officials tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I kind of no, yeah. get that feel. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. And it's, it, it, you know, I mean, so playoff basketball is coming. Playoffs? Like, playoffs coming, right? Like, like it's, college it's like or two, pro. But everything. Yeah, like pro play, pros have playoffs. We have districts. The, yeah, whatever. Playoffs. That stuff's coming. And it'll be, it'll, it'll be intense. Like, because of the crews? No, it'll just be the competition. Because, yeah, the competition will be intense, so yeah. it'll be morphed. And every year, I feel like I like say something every year at the state basketball tournament, and it's like people will yell things that aren't even in the rule book. Like, you know, over the back is not a foul. Mm. It's just not. <laughs> like, it's not again. If you're still talking to people that use that term, then you gotta keep it pushing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pushing, yeah, that's actually the term. It's a push. <laughs> people can make people can make you dumber. Yeah, so I'm just like, ugh. So anyway, it's some of that. I mean, those things will happen. It's like, how do we educate people to know that stuff, though? You know what we're going to do? I talked about this with Sharpie during the morning show. We're going to have a roundtable. Yeah, let's do it. And we're going to introduce, we're going to get a couple high school guys. A uh, couple coaches, couple, a couple, couple of my couple mind pro- right now, couple program officials. directors, and a couple of officials. Yeah, and we're just going to talk like state of the union, kind of where we're at. We could do you know uh, the men's and women's division one sports, all six teams. You know, mm-hmm. um, etiquette concerns seriously because like what the future looks like. Yeah, because yeah. I think people need to become aware, mm-hmm. and if we don't talk about it or we don't put it on a big enough stage and everybody thinks that they're not talking to them. We're not talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking about, oh, that's for Tim over there. Right. Yeah, no, that's probably old DB and, uh, yeah. and old money Mike over yeah. there, right? Like, right. Cause just because, I, and I think we would be amazed and I wish we could just pick like a distinct starting point and saying, okay, hey, listen, we're going to behave better. Right. 
And in turn, I would almost be willing to bet you those games would go better too. Yeah. No, I'm serious. No, yeah. Have you ever tried to work when it's and listen, I'm not I'm not advocating you know, a bunch of soft batch cookie, cookies, yeah. right? I, it's a tough sport, and sports are competitive, and people have to be intense, and you have to be able to handle pressure. Right. I'm just talking about treating people with human decency. Right. You, it can have all the pressure in the world of a final possession or, you know, three, two, two outs with two on. Right. But you don't have to be a Richard head about it. No, <laughs> Richard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yes. Well, what would you say? Jerk, asshole, <laughs> dickhead. Well, I don't talk like that, but I, w- I would actually use different. Probably, I would. You know, you said Richard head, and I would. I immediately was like, mf'er. As an adjective, a noun. You want to go like Ruth on Ozark? Noun. Do you watch Ozark? No, I don't know what that I'm is. I'm telling you, man. This little girl can use the the mf word as an adjective, a noun, an adverb. An I've adge- used it maybe three times today already. It's er, it's it's early. It's noonish. <laughs> well, Sorry. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know. Hey, this is the kinder, gentler Mike Sauter, the guy that's dropping mfers no, and expletives I, on people. I, I'm just but not hey, on people. Not be, on be, people. I'm be myself. kind. Be kind to people. Like if I do, if I, um, okay, my dog is super old and he like pees in his kennel or whatever every single time I leave the house. Right? Yeah. Every time. And he's, if it's too cold outside, he'll just go on the floor. And it's like, you know, it's a little annoying. So I, under my breath, I was like, that, this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. man. I used it a couple times today. Yeah, we're going to do that. Okay. All right. So if we really, so, we, so we're in agreement, right? If we think if we're going to push this thing where... If we treated people better, we wouldn't have a shortage. And then we wouldn't have to worry about being in crisis mode. Yeah, I agree with you. Listen, some of these tournaments, it's tough because nobody wants to do it because we don't treat people well. Yes. So we're, we're going we're gonna to spearhead that? That's fine. We can do it. All right, man. I always appreciate it when you agree with me, even though that only happens like 17% of the time. No, I agree with you sometimes, most of the time. Are we in the 20s yet? No, we're probably. <laughs> Still in know. the teens? Yeah. Can we can can we agree that we're gonna help save the world one podcast at a time, man? It's called playing it forward, right? And we're gonna try to do that. There's yeah. a there's an air dap that our self awareness, yeah, accountability, yeah, man. What he said in KYA, know your audience. Oh, I thought you were gonna cover your own ass. But never mind. <laughs> no, I said K, man. No, you yeah, didn't get hooked on phonics. Yeah. Hooked no, on I, phonics. No, nah, were you whole no. language guy? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my main man. That's Mike Starter. That's another couple episodes we just stumbled into on Planet Forward. Make sure you subscribe. Back next week. A Huda Media Production.